You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast episode 64 i am joe dubs and i am andy and we are still on this planet of the apes hype here we are in the new uh newer uh movies uh we're doing rise of the planet of the apes with by the way james franco i didn't know he was in this movie I didn't either until we started watching it. I uh, He turned up right off the bat, and I was like, is he only in this for like 10 minutes or something? But no, he's the main actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had no idea. Yeah, and I, well, we'll get into that soon. But Andy, what the hell have you been watching? Uh, not very much. I, find, I saw Endgame like right after our last recording, and I watched a movie, True Stories. But I think I talked about it before because I watched it last year. So uh, it's it came out in 1960 or 1986. It's directed by the front man for the Talking Heads, and it's delightfully charming and great. Nice. Um, and obviously, after this episode, we're going to have our Endgame spot special. I almost said special. Uh, special. <laughs> special. Endgame. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have that. It's gonna be spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to it unless you want to ruin it for yourself. That's that's we're supposedly we're in uh, spoiler territory now. Like last Sunday was like the cutoff point according to the Russo brothers. Hence that new Spider-Man trailer. I won't talk about just in case. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll actually talk about Spider-Man trailer in our Endgame episode because that, that that's even interesting too. Yeah, yeah, we'll move it over there. That makes sense. Uh, I've been watching a lot of The Last Ship. Uh, I didn't know that they came out with two more seasons, and that was the final two seasons, and it ended pretty good. Um, Didn't know that this was produced by Michael Bay, and probably people are groaning right now because I said Michael Bay. If anybody remembers, he did the Benghazi movie. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it had the the guy from The Office in it. That was a pretty good movie, and... The thing is, he does really good um, military movies. Hey, the hate for uh, the, the hate for him is kind of not fair. The guy knows how to make money. Mm-hmm. He makes exciting movies. He he's not going to make Citizen Kane. He's not going to make There Will Be Blood. Yeah. He makes The Rock and Armageddon and Transformers. It's, it's fine. Like the, he knows how to make that kind of movie. As far as that kind of movie goes. He's the best. Uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Imrek wishes wishes he was half that good. <laughs> yeah, and he, like I said, he does great military flicks. And totally. this is a military show. Uh, he's based on the U- uh, U.S. Navy. And it's really good. Each season had me at the edge of my seat. And every time, you know, when the good guys beat the bad guys, I cheered. And I usually never do that. But this show makes me do that. So. <laughs> Uh, check it out. It's on Hulu. All five seasons. It's a must-watch, in my opinion. 
is the show over or is there going to be more it's over unless uh, i heard little things going on about netflix possibly picking it up but the ending the end scene of that uh there is no reason to it's just how they ended it it seems very fitting um i i don't know why that happens so much why people are so excited about it like a show ends and netflix picks it up for more and a lot of the time it hasn't been as good i don't think people have learned that lesson yet yeah like arrested development yeah yeah Mm. that's a great example oh and by the way if you haven't noticed there's new quality in andy's mic right now uh i have new everything i got a pop filter so i can have all these uh what is it plosives is that what it is Mm. all the time Mm -hmm. i got a new arm i got a new uh xlr cable brand new microphone brand new mixer everything's new so if i still sound bad i'll just kill myself i guess because i don't know what to do <laughs> no it was all recommended by me well i at least you know told them where to go uh, you I, helped a lot i had it narrowed down to three microphones and then dubs is like oh uh that's the one i use i was like well fuck i'll just buy that then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds good um the last the last thing i saw uh while i was going through hulu because i was like oh i watched the 12 monkeys tv show um let me see if any new seasons are out. And then I clicked it and I pressed play by accident. And then the movie came on, the one with Bruce Willis. And I was like, I like that movie. I was like, I'm I'm just gonna watch the movie. <laughs> so that, you should. The movie kicks ass. I know, I've seen it like a million times, but I was like, you know what? Time to see that movie again. Absolutely. Alright. I think we're ready to finally get into Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And then something happened on Facebook. Get the fuck out of here, Facebook. I don't want to hear your notifications. You and your social media. Social medias. Um, right off the bat, I want to say um, it's a good movie. Uh, I thought it was the most depressing movie for half of the fucking movie. Yeah, there's, I mean, and for more than one reason, too. Like, there's several storylines that I was like, I don't know, it's just, it's sad. Actually, I want to look at the IMDb. This came out in 2011, and I'm looking at the other movies. The other movie came out in 2014, and then the, the last one came out in two, 2017. I just want to put that out there, that you don't need to have a movie every year to be good. Absolutely. And this proves it, I think. Sometimes you just have to have a movie every other year. <laughs> Sorry, I'm referencing. I know we weren't going to talk about the news, but here I go again. Uh, um, Disney announced what they're doing with all the fox movies and they're shuffling them around and at some point we're going to start getting a star wars movie every other christmas and then every other other christmas we're going to get an avatar movie which is i don't it makes me tired just thinking about it that's so stupid i want to kill myself <laughs> <laughs> i didn't hear those news oh uh, yeah they uh what else did they they canceled the gambit movie why? Um, they moved back the New Mutants movie by a year. Maybe they're going to try to to incorporate it more delicately into the MCU. Um, they moved back. What else? Uh, Steven Spielberg is making an adaptation of West Side Story. It got pushed back a year. Some other stuff. I, I read an article. Sorry, I didn't mean to completely step all over. We're getting in. It's time for some monkey business. It's just no, no. I'm just pissed. Like. They hear all the outrage. You don't need to have a Star Wars movie every year. We could deal with, you know, taking a few years off so that it could be good. Everyone wants to be Marvel. 
but you have to have a good roadmap. <laughs> they they get to release two or three movies a year, and they each break records. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone wants to do that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, let's let's talk about Planet of the Apes. I mean, this is a series. Like I swear, before we started this, I was always like, hey, "Planet of the Apes, it is a series." Now it's like one of my favorite series of all time. Mm-hmm. All and- the movies are so interestingly different. Even even the awful one that we watched last week, it's like. It's so unlike all the others, and this one is so unlike all the others. Yeah, I feel like Tim Burton, and I know we've been shitting on Tim Burton on his last movie and everything, but this movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is a good reason for a reboot. Just how they did it. Uh, If anybody's looking to find any uh, similarities of the old Planet of the Apes with the, the new one, they do change things here and there. Uh, there is a Caesar, uh, but it's not ha- the same Caesar that you are used to in the old movies. Uh, what's up? Uh, so I, I just I was going to mention uh, Caesar is played, you know, air quotes kind of played by uh, Andy Serkis, and he does an awesome job. Very awesome, and uh, because. The bombs don't go off. Well, we don't know yet because there's still two more movies left. Uh, like again, spoiler warning. Even though I say this all the time, but um, James Franco's character is creating uh, a medicine to fight. Like they keep calling it a virus. It's a virus that they're introducing into apes and later humans. That's supposed to combat um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and I, it's so weird. They keep calling it a virus, and they say stuff like uh, the the procedure or the treatment or whatever. But they call it a virus several times. It's just so strange that that that's what they. It's it's just a weird thing to call it. Like when I hear virus, I think something bad. Mm-hmm. But it it does set up. I, I I like that so well. I love that whole thing where it's a virus and like what it does to humans versus what it's doing to apes and it's uh it it sets it up so much better than just oh caesar is hyper intelligent because he's the spawn of apes from the future and he can just look at apes and they're like understanding him or whatever this makes way more sense it makes way more sense why it would like spread Mm -hmm. to other apes because obviously it's carried over to the offspring they set that up right off the bat I don't whoever whoever like wrote all this stuff whoever did it, as far as long as you're gonna reboot it they did a really good job of like cleaning up the lore because I was always confused about all those details and in this movie they make it pretty clear why everything is the way it is yeah and what I really like about this is that they don't mess around with any type of time travel they just go uh, we were making this virus we were giving it to the apes they suddenly uh, became smarter and. Obviously, they knew how to talk and everything at, at some point. And uh, Caesar, the leader, uh, because we'll, we'll go back to a little backstory here real quickly. Uh, James Franco is trying to pitch this idea that this virus can help Alzheimer's while one of the the apes, I almost said monkeys, they don't like to be called monkeys. Uh, racist. <laughs> uh, one of the apes goes crazy, the, the, the mother to Caesar. Uh, bright eyes bright eyes and a call back to all the other apes stuff mm-hmm. and 
she just goes nuts and she gets shot down by security and when james franco's character is trying to pitch this to like investors so that he, he can get more money out of it uh it falls through obviously because they see a fucking ape getting shot by security <laughs> they're like they're saying all oh, this virus is uh doing this nah we don't want to spend money on that yeah, for some reason, an ape breaking into a boardroom and then getting shot to death by a security officer sours people on investing in your product. <laughs> but uh, the reason why she was going crazy is she was protecting Caesar. Uh, they didn't know that she was pregnant for some reason, even though they were you know, monitor, mon monitoring these apes 24-7. Uh, but well, the one guy knew, uh, the, the guy with the beard, he knew apparently, but I guess he was the only one and he decided to tell no one because, because. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when that happens, uh, James Franco takes care of Caesar, uh, because <laughs> the, the, I forget the black guy's name. He's like the, uh, head per Jacobs. Yeah. Jacobs. There you go. Jacobs is like, oh, we're done with this research. Uh, start killing all the other apes, put them down. And they do that, and you know, they don't want to kill a child, a child, a, a ape. So James Franco takes it home and raises it, and you see it progress into, you know, I guess adult Caesar at some point, like five years later. He's like an yeah. adult now. Yeah, they do a clever. It, it shows the passing of the years or whatever mm -hmm. and i i want have you ever seen stargate atlantis by the way i have not oh, okay well there is the neighbor uh is played by a doctor in stargate atlantis so um oh. you know having an ape as a pet is very strange <laughs> definitely uh, yeah so you know, Caesar seeing the kids and he wants to play with them. He goes to pl tries to play with them, and the neighbor is like, "Get away from me, you ape! Uh, I'm gonna hit you with this bat." And uh, at some point, he attacks that neighbor, and then he's put into like a jail. Yeah, that neighbor uh, gets the short end of that stick the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it felt a little comedy when he was running away. Uh, it really did. Like a lot of it felt like comedy, especially like he gets sneezed on by the guy who's infected, and like it's his car that gets banged up, and it's it's you know, and the car gets banged up again at some point. Obviously, you're supposed to laugh because mm -hmm. he like falls on the car and the grill comes off when he goes back and steals the virus out of James Franco's fridge. Yeah, it it, it seemed out of place, but it wasn't overused, so I like that. Um... It was just like what four scenes that you see him in his car. Uh, what I really like is James Franco's father, played by Jim uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. And uh, he has Alzheimer's, and obviously that's why probably James Franco is the head of this research on his virus, is to try to help his dad. And at some point in the movie, he takes uh, the virus home and. You know, injects it into his dad, and his dad is fine for like what a month or two. I think it's longer than that. Oh, it, oh, I think he did that for ten years, right? Five. Five, yeah, five. And then um, after it wore off, apparently the 
it got really, really worse to the point where the father's like, I don't want to be injected anymore. I didn't understand that scene. You think he he knew that at some point he's not going to get this virus a lot, so might as well, you know, die? Or I don't know. I think I think it just wasn't helping, and it that's that's him saying like it's okay, this isn't helping. I'm okay with it, you know. And then he dies, of course. Mm-hmm. I didn't really. That, that was the stuff that was hardest to watch. Is all the stuff with John Lithgow, and he he of course it, uh, performs really well and stuff. But that's like, I I just hate seeing stuff about Alzheimer's. It's like my my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Um. And I really liked the relationship between Caesar and uh, John Lithgow because I felt like they were more buddies than James Franco. Did it kind of makes sense because they'd be at home together all day long while he's working developing viruses or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one thing, I like the animation that they did on Caesar. Uh, his progression from being a child to an adult. Um, it was just really sad to see him reject James Franco and because he was locked in his place. Like, he didn't understand that he did a bad thing uh, to the neighbor, which, in my opinion, good for the neighbor. The neighbor's a dick, but in reality, when you do that, it's bad, and that's why he was going to this place. I don't think he... I think under- he kind of understood, sort of. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just... He kept on asking if he can go home, and he and he they kept on saying no, and uh, because he, he had to get a court order, and he was getting bullied in this uh, little <laughs> this ape school or jail or whatever. Right off the bat, I want to say the the person with the taser, I hated him, and I felt like he seemed out of place to me. Well, you're definitely supposed to hate him, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He seemed like cartoonishly evil, mm-hmm. whereas all the other characters are like, you know, like Jacobs. It's like he's doing things that are morally unsound, but he's motivated by like real world stuff. Uh, the guy running the place is obviously like corrupt. He takes takes a bribe, and he's not treating the apes as well as he promised he would. But mm-hmm. he's not like he's not like twirling mustache evil. He's just He's just a corrupt guy that you could see doing corrupt stuff in the real world. He's not doing anything that's like he's not burning down any orphanages. But the guy with the the taser is like borderline sadistic mm-hmm. and just like a real grade A prick. And yeah, it it seems all the other characters are written so realistically, and I'm not saying there aren't like sadistic pricks in the world. I'm sure there's plenty. It just seemed out of place against all the other uh, three dimensional characters. Yeah, there was times where I was like, all right, this makes sense. You know, he's bringing girls over to show what he does, and he's an asshole, and he treats them badly. But at times, like, he's like, I'm going to get you, and, you know, he's going to take out the hose and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, that was one of the low po- low points of the movie that I just hated. And then uh, I also hated... What else did you hate? I hated James Franco's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I, she, she seemed fine. I, it, it, she seemed like a uh, uh, a studio note. I, I feel like they were making the movie and they were like, "There's no women in this movie. You've got to have a woman. Where's hmm. the Where's the women? 
he needs to have a give James Franco a girlfriend. He's a pretty person. He would have a girlfriend. And mm. and I'm sure the people making the movie are like, fucking okay, fine. And they wrote that part in. I think the one scene that really hit that I hated with her is like, you know, James Franco's happy that Caesar's learning and being a good ape in the house and at one point she's like, you know he's gonna get older and you're just not gonna be able to take care of him anymore and he's gonna like possibly try to hurt you. She didn't say that, but like I felt like she was saying that. Yeah, but that's realistic, I think. I, I think that's like in in the real world, people try to have chimps as pets and eventually they have to give them up because once they get older, they're like strong enough to kill you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I just, I don't know. I didn't like her acting that well. I thought, like you just said, they force her because they need to have a woman. Probably. That's what I felt like. I have I have no evidence. It's just that she doesn't contribute to the plot in any meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that I hated about the movie, obviously the aforementioned cartoonishly evil sadist that is a guard in the place. But uh, some of the really, and I had the same problem with the movie last week, but some of the really ham-fisted references to the old movie. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the lines. There was, yeah, there was one I didn't mind. I can't remember what it was. But he says, like, it's a madhouse when the camera, like, pulls back and shows all the apes in their cages. That one was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. He says, get your hand off me, you, you damn dirty ape, when Caesar, like, grabs his leg or something. That's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um Stuff like that. I was like, oh, come on, really? And I know why it's in there, but uh, th- there was there was a much more subtle reference to the original movies. I mean, there was more like a name in the one eight bright eyes. Uh, one of the apes, its name was uh, Cornelia mm-hmm. instead of Cornelius. It's oh, it's it's a woman. Um, I liked. Uh, I really liked, and it took me a second to put the pieces together. But he's, they say he's, like, building models that are meant for, like, eight-year-old kids or whatever. And when John Lithgow's outside doing something, I can't remember if it's the car. Oh, the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, he's building a Statue of Liberty model. I was like, oh, that's that's a nice, that's real subtle. It's there if you're looking for it. But if you miss it, who cares? It didn't do anything mm-hmm. to, the, to the movie. It wasn't for us. Was nice. I like that. Yeah, I I forgot about that until you brought it up. I was like, yeah, that was really really subtle, and I was like, nice, nice. But yeah, the- it it makes me assume there's other stuff that I missed. I'll bet you there is. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. Um. The the lab. Uh, the the guy the guy with the beard. I felt like that was another comedy person that they put in there. Somewhat. Uh, I mean, he wasn't, like, hilarious or anything. No. uh, But then, you know, James Franco's character goes back to Jacob's and is like, hey, so uh, I've been using the virus on my dad. And and he's like, what? Is it working? He's like, kind of. And then, you know, Jacob's like, oh, you're just wasting my time again. And then he he said some other information I forgot. Um, He's like, oh, we could make money off of this. And then he... Then they start, you know, getting more apes again. And instead of using, like, the little uh, vials of virus, now they have, like, gas and shit, which I thought was weird. I guess they got more money, so I guess they made them more bigger and uh, quicker to get the virus. I took it to mean it is a virus 
So as long as it gets into the body, it's going to reproduce like a virus would. Mm -hmm. And I guess the canisters are, I mean, I wouldn't say it's full of like aerosol or anything. But I don't know. I kind of, I, I let that slide. I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'll, I'll buy that. That's, I get it, I guess. Because it's the easy, it, it's better than a scene where he's trying to like inject 50 apes with this virus. Mm-hmm. It's dramatic. It looks really cool. He's standing in the the, the haze. It's you know, it's cool. Yeah, and when I also like the part where uh, you know they're putting it into this one ape, and this ape goes like crazy and knocks the fat guy's mask off, and that's when he gets infected with the ga the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even think about it. I was like, see, oh, I really, I, I wasn't. I, I spent like the rest of the movie being like, why are they not? concerned about his health and then he's out sick and i'm like why are they doing nothing about it they were all there they saw his mask come off i i, I didn't understand that at all yeah and that's why i thought the whole time because i didn't catch on it that it was a virus i was like oh they're making a medicine for alzheimer's so i in my right. in my mind i was like oh it's just medicine so may maybe nothing's gonna happen but then he started you know coughing and sneezing up blood and i'm like uh are they turning turning this into instead of us killing each other with bombs uh we kill each other with the virus i mean it's not like the apes had any say in this virus that is now being spread and killing people presumably worldwide that that mid-credit sequence i thought was really i was like oh yeah that's right because i'd forgotten in all the excitement of the of the final act mm -hmm. that thread and another thing I want to bring up is when Caesar uh, starts to turn on humans, kind of. Well, uh, he he does, but uh, he goes back home and he stares. This is this is the one thing that like threw me off. I don't know if he was like staring at James Franco to be like, should I go back to him or should I just steal the virus and you know start an army? Pretty much. I think he was just he wanted to see him, but he didn't want to know he was there. He, yeah. he still. I mean, I have to assume he still has some kind of a emotional attachment to James Franco. Yeah, and we'll get to. I the... know that character has a name, but I'm never gonna know it. So he's just James Franco. <laughs> he's Will. That's right. Yeah, Will. Uh, Will Rodman. Uh, Rodman. Yeah, I remember thinking that last name was weird. But we're gonna still call him James Franco. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he, you know, uh, Caesar steals the canisters and. He cuts him open and then just rolls him down the uh, the prison of the other apes. And the one thing that pissed me off, I was like, okay, the virus is in the air now. And the other people are in that building. Wouldn't they get infected? But obviously at some point they do because the viruses do spread. Yeah, it spreads later. But I don't think uh, a virus wouldn't just like survive in the air like that to my knowledge i i'm not i'm not a doctor or anything but i'm pretty sure a virus has to like get into something living mm -hmm. in order to survive for any amount of time uh I, I like if it's in their blood when they sneeze or whatever i guess that makes sense but I, it, it can't just be in the air it's not it's not bacteria it's not going to cling to the walls or anything it, it might i don't know i don't i don't know enough about it. whatever it's a it's a silly sci-fi action movie from yeah. Well, this is this is what I think when I watch movies. This is the questions I ask out loud. I go, I go, oh, virus, but we're just gonna willingly forget that it's a virus. 
Hey, this movie had less of that bullshit than the others did, and I liked them fine, because they have a lot of, like, glaring, stupid, what? I don't understand what's going on moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I really like is the design of the apes. Uh, they look like apes. <laughs> yeah, but they all still, like, they look like they have a personality, just like, obviously, the the age of the, the great prosthetics is gone, mm-hmm. um, but, like, all, all I had to do was, like, they left the pants on Caesar for the longest time. I guess so you could tell them apart, but I never had any problem telling them apart. It just, I could tell it was Caesar. Um, the one that is uh, uh, getting experimented on toward the end, Koba, I think. Mm-hmm. Super recognizable because he's, like, scarred, of course. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like they, they did a really good job making everything look distinct. I, it's kind of, it's not the prosthetics, but it's the same, it's the spirit of it making sure that you recognize characters did you get nervous with the uh scarred ape that he was going to be like the secret weapon for jacobs to go fight caesar at some point i was worried and this would have been a really stupid plot i was worried that he was going to lead his own like revolution and it was going to be like violent and crazy and that caesar would like Mm mm-hmm like they caesar would be like this isn't the right thing to do and he'd like defeat him in a fight and then caesar would lead his apes out into the woods which is more or less what happened to that part and then like mankind would just kind of leave him alone a little bit because they had saved him from coma i i the way it happened is way better i like that a hundred times better mm-hmm. and i was just worried that would happen it, it just turned out he's just on caesar's side now i do really like the scene where Jacobs is like, help me. And he's like, nah. And then he walks away and then Koba comes up and like pushes the helicopter off the bridge. That part is great. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, um, similarities with the Caesar in this one and the old one, he still has a thing for humans. He Every time an ape was about to kill a human, he said no. Right. Uh, uh, the only reason why he let Jacobs die is because he killed his mom, kind of. Well, his people, the security killed his uh, mom. And he was in I, charge. I think that's what yeah. he was thinking. He might have assumed that, yeah. Uh, because these apes are smart. It's not like they're dumb or anything. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, I'm trying to think. The, uh, one of the scenes I really like is when the uh, the warden of that ape prison, uh, the, the head guy, is like looking out of the window and they're all gathered around Caesar's uh, learning languages and shit. <laughs> and... Uh, the guy's like, what the fuck is going on? And they all scatter. Yeah, that part is pretty funny. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, they they give you hints on how every they learn to communicate with each other. And the, uh, the old ones, they just assume that, you know, they know what they're, they're talking about each ape. This one kind of gives you uh, ex- exposition a little bit of how that happens. Um trying to think what else a majority of the movie was in the prison pretty much them trying to figure out how to get out uh i really love the the bridge scene i think the bridge scene is amazing yeah honestly if someone had described that to me i wouldn't have expected it to be as thrilling as it was Mm -hmm. like it's a little again a little suspension of disbeliefy with like where the fog is conspicuously but it's still pretty cool. It's a cool scene. It's uh, it's exciting, which is important. 
And I really like before the bridge scene is when animal control is like capturing one of the apes. And they all just have like these little spears that they There's got. Spears and yeah, they they like stand up on top of that building. That part's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was a little comedy, but at the same time it was like badass. So like it had that yeah, perfect there's, balance. There's several like really cool like punctuating moments of badassness that makes you start. You know, it's it's hard because you want to root for the apes because obviously you know they've been tested on and all this other stuff, but it's like you know the humans a lot of them are are uninvolved in this and also i'm a human so you know empathy but uh like the mo like when caesar comes across the bridge on horseback and stuff it's just so fucking cool and you can't help but root you know oh yeah that's awesome yeah and when i saw the police on the horses i'm like oh that's how they get their horses <laughs> yeah i think it's on one of the movie posters so it gives kind of mm -hmm. and uh I didn't feel anything. The only humans I fell for was John Lithgow and somewhat of James Franco when he, somewhat. yeah, when he was chasing Caesar on a bridge. I'm like, what is gonna happen? Because the whole, what I thought was gonna happen was James Franco was gonna get in front of Caesar and the cops and something like that, and there was gonna be like, I thought there was gonna be a split where the the Scar Ape was gonna kill James Franco, or at least hurt him. To the point where there was gonna be like a civil war with the apes, something like that, but they didn't. They didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, James Franco almost doesn't even have to be there at the end of the movie. Yeah, I. That's another thing I want to bring up. That end scene, I get what they were trying to do, where it was like come full circle. They they reached the redwoods and to that tree, and he gave him permission to go in that tree, kind of, because he like nodded him like, yeah, this is your home now go yeah. go away or uh, he didn't want him to go away but pretty much he can't do anything he's an adult he's an adult ape <laughs> uh i i almost turned on the second movie after i watched this first movie that's how <laughs> that's how excited i wanted to, to see the next movie but i stopped myself because i was like if i watch this then this review is going to get tainted a little bit because what happens if I hate something in the second movie? Then I'll be like, oh, what they did in the first movie is stupid. What led up to the second movie? But right. What's the, what's the next one? Is it Dawn or War? It's Dawn. War is the last one. I got a um, like I said when we started this, I bought a box set that had a bunch of movies in it, and this is the end of my box set. I got to actually get the other two or rent them, of course. But honestly, I'm such a fan of the series at some point. I'm just gonna blind buy them. They're, I'm sure they're gonna be at least pretty good, mm -hmm. if not great. Yeah, I also want to get the the TV show too. I want to see it. How I'm that... curious about the TV show. There's, I, I'm just curious. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll I'll let you tell me. Like I said, I was looking at the comics. There's a few of the comics I want to give a shot to. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying to think what else I liked about this movie. Uh, the first half of the movie was really depressing and cute at the same time because you're seeing like Caesar almost living life like a human, and he you know he wants to play with the kids, and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan where he you know he hurts the neighbor. Uh, oh, that's what I want to bring up. Uh, you could tell. Like he was getting tight when he started saying, you know, am I a pet? When the, you know, the leash and everything. Oh, sure. Yeah, he gets in the back seat of the car instead of the, the back. Mm hmm. And, uh, I was like, did you like that? Did you like that he was, you know, he didn't want to be leashed and. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the the I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. The the progression from him just being an innocent young ape to him realizing, you know, his intelligence builds and he starts wearing clothes and wears the sits in the back seat and stuff. I, I I like the progression of it a lot. I think I think it was done really well. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about this. Yeah, it it was like oh. Um this is not going to happen forever. I, I don't want this to happen. And when he looked at the dog, uh, I was like, he's like, I don't want to be like that, <laughs> that dog. I'm, I'm not a pet. And, um, I really like that. He stole the cookies from that fucking evil, uh, taser kit kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started giving cookies out. And other than that, like the action part was pretty much when they escaped and the bridge scene and that's like my best scene ever like the action in that is really really good uh who's the director i think it's like uh rupert wyatt what did he do captive state the escapist the gambler oh not a lot of movies but the, the gambler is pretty good with mark Wahlberg makes me wonder um when stuff like that happens uh this kind of director like was it a flash of of genius or with a huge um multi-billion dollar well maybe just multi-million dollar nowadays uh ip like this was there a lot of people leaning over his shoulder kind of doing stuff for him i wonder well i think all the you know the cheesy get your hands off of me and the stature like I bet you. Oh, th that was definitely someone else's idea. Yeah, you are absolutely right. The statue—that's that's subtle enough that maybe someone else had that idea. But I've, you're you're a hundred percent right. I bet if someone came in and said, "No, you have to reference, uh, get your hands off me. You mm. have to reference, it's a madhouse. You have to reference this other garbage." I guarantee. Yeah, you're you're almost definitely right. It, it, the thing is, like, it's Planet of the Apes. The people that like those movies are going to see it no matter what. You don't need to put that shit in there to be like... Maybe, but this is this is 2011. It had been, what, like 30 years since the last competent Planet of the Apes movie? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, they had to make a lot of new fans with this movie. I guarantee it. I have friends that have recommended this movie to me that I know have not seen the old ones. Oh, well, you should you should have movie night and tell them. I mean, yeah, I'm going to now, but at the time I hadn't seen the old ones. It's just now I get to be like, you know what, you should do. We should watch Conquest, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I thought the end was kind of lame a little bit, but at the same time, because I felt like the other apes would look at Caesar because. They kind of looked at him like he was weak when he wanted to go home. You know what I mean? Mm. And when he had, when uh, James Franco was bribing the guy with money and said, hey, "Now you can go home," like when he refused it, he uh, he's a, a a leader. Like you know, he's he's one of us now. Yeah. And seeing him at the end. Uh, you know, talking to James Franco, I I would think the apes would like question it, but I guess you have to end the movie somewhere, right? <laughs> On a good yeah, note. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And th 
right when I ended the movie, I was like, oh man, I want to I want to see where is where this progresses because I read the synopsis that it is ten years from that end scene. So let's see what happens. Do you recommend this movie? Yeah, absolutely. This movie's good. Yeah, uh, I will say these new ones are a little longer than the old ones. Like, the old ones were about an hour and an hour and a half. Uh, this runtime, I think, was like an hour and 45 minutes, I think. So it's a little longer, but you know what? Bigger budget, and, you know, they want to show off those uh, fancy CGI shit. So it's going to be a little bit longer. Uh, let's get into ranking. Where do you rank uh, Rise of the planet of the apes <sighs> that's a really good question this in a lot of ways this movie is extremely good mm. um it's well made it's really exciting uh the acting is all good to great um uh, but in some other ways there's some stuff like you can tell there's a little bit of a movie by committee going on and uh it's very indicative of when it's made the, mm. the 2010s because they get up their own ass about like realism i'm using air quotes uh like you know the virus stuff like i said it cleans up a lot of questions about how this would happen yeah um oh i completely we completely forgot one of my favorite things is the really subtle you could blink and you'll miss it um story about astronauts getting last lost in space Did oh yeah that? yeah i caught that yeah, they're like watching on TV at some point that um, the first manned flight to Mars is like expected to land that day. And, you know, everyone's watching the TV and it's a big deal. And then later in the movie, there's like people throwing out newspapers and the headline is lost in space. Mm -hmm. So they're like they got lost on their way to Mars. And it's it's like I guess it's implied that like they were thrown into the future. And when they get there, uh earth is controlled by apes i i assume and i that's so cool but I, uh, that right in the middle of me wrapping up on rankings but i couldn't i couldn't uh gloss past that i really liked that interesting that under thing I, and it's a shame because they to my knowledge i don't know maybe the one of the other ones but i don't think so they to my knowledge have not made that movie i kind of want to see that i want to see those astronauts getting the planet of the apes treatment but maybe anyway, in the future Maybe in the future. I hope so. Um, I think, man, it might change after I think about it a little more. But right now, I'm thinking I'm putting Rise right in between Conquest and Battle, which would make it the original Planet of the Apes, Conquest for the Planet of the Apes. And now Rise, I think, is my third favorite, pretty mm -hmm. sure. Then Battle, then Escape then beneath and then that other garbage at the <laughs> yeah i changed it up uh actually last night when i watched the movie uh i put number one is planet of the apes 1968 number two i have battle for the planet of the apes number three i have conquest of the planet of the apes and at number four i have rise of the planet of the apes so i put that the number four spot and then i have escape f5 beneath at six and then i put Knowing how this movie turned out, I think it's safe to say that Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton, is going to be number nine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, because I, I truly think that it's it's really good. Yeah. So that's our ranking, everyone. We have two more movies left. How sad is that? Yeah, I'm going to be sad to see this series go. 
Yeah, so what's going to happen is I think we're going to have two more episodes and maybe we'll have a wrap-up where we uh, talk about all the movies we saw. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just do do a nice little bookend. And then the bookend will conclude with a tease of what comes next, I assume. Yep, and then we'll get into that. Um, again, no news besides, you know, Andy telling me that uh, there's going to be more Star Wars and Avatars like every fucking year. Um, yeah, they've uh, they've officially, I guess, announced that there's three more Star Wars movies coming. But we kind of knew that. Um, as far as we knew, Ryan Johnson still getting a trilogy. As far as we knew, there was another trilogy besides. We don't know which one. Mm-hmm. But I suspect that by this time next year, we will know. So, But it, it was just a big corporate... Oh, we've integrated all of Fox's stuff. We moved around all the movies because we don't want them to compete with the movies we were already making. And uh, it, it's it's a lot of what you'd expect. Like I said, it's a shame they canceled the Channing Tatum Gambit movie, but eh, we'll see what comes of it. We first of all, I don't want Channing Tatum Tatum as Gambit. I think they could do other people, uh, mm-hmm. but we need a fucking Gambit movie. <laughs> I agree. I, I Gambit's the best. Where where's the Gambit movie? Come on, quit. Quit screwing around. Get it. And they need to do it in the vein of Deadpool, where it's like uh, separate but part of the same thing. There's mm-hmm. references to what's going on, but I just want a Gambit story. And I, I think all the best X-Men stories have been on its own. Uh, Logan, Deadpool, stuff like that. Just do that. Yep. And then maybe integrate like X-Men with the... What I'm trying to say, everybody, is two Avengers versus X-Men comics. Make those movies... Those comics were amazing. but That's I'll... gotta be... That can't be the next phase. That's no. That's gotta be a couple phases down the road, but they'll, they'll figure it out. They gotta introduce X-Men into the Marvel Universe now, so... We'll see that how that happens. Maybe we'll get another fucking 10,000 reboot. I saw... I saw an interesting, um... Uh... Oh, maybe we should save this for... Endgame? Yeah, well, let's let's save this for the Endgame episode. Tune into our, uh... Our, our special edition one-off in-game episode and i'm going to talk about a fan theory i read that i think would be really clever about how they get movies in there okay on that note everybody uh big term little podcast is on podbean which is novnetwork.podbean.com or also on itunes and spotify if you search nerd review network we are on there and uh make sure to comment you know like give us a review tell us if we're good or bad any type of uh you know review or comment is good for me and i think it's good for andy too because we like to hear from you but i think that's where we'll end the episode and uh, we're gonna be gearing up for endgame so uh see you on the next episode later guys thanks for listening